Now that we have the introductions out of the way, listener, I have a message for you from Mr. Fair and Mr. Howell. Please clear the room of all non-essential personnel. Stand by. Hello. Wizard Archie, I require from you a favor in return for a favor. Does that sound as as an adequate exchange? Depends on the nature of the favor, noble king. Understandable. I will require of you a task on this day will be treacherous this place that I need you to go to it is dangerous it is dark and chaotic do you think you can handle something like that for me I will certainly try. Okay. Wizard Archie, if you can return to with to me a laser pointer from aisle 15 of the Walmart. <laughs> I will be in your debt. <laughs> Archie looks very grim. Oh, God, it was so hard to do that. (laughs) No one goes in the Walmart and comes out alive. (laughs) None of my emissaries can make it past the front door of this fortress. (laughs) (laughs) This is why the King of Cats doesn't have an army because they're all raccoons and cats. (laughs) This is truly a daunting task. But I have promised to deliver, and to deliver I shall. Okay. <laughs> I shall return if I am able. 
in about 30 minutes. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then my I will leave my emissary posted. Uh and I I look forward to your to your return. Archie bows again and and says, come on, Shade, let's go. Okay. Thank you, King of Cats. It was good to see you again. I'll hang out with you later. Don't know. No. (laughs) (laughs) As they leave, the King of Cats to the emissary is like, I do not know what it is about that specter, but there is. While they seem friendly, there is just something inherent about them that I just find off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cecily, I believe you have a meeting. I do? Yeah. With whom? Um, well. <laughs> uh, so, so after Cecily's uh, extremely restful evening. Mm-hmm. Where, uh, what is she heading to do? She goes to work. Okay, fair enough. Um, she's at work. Um, it's it's um, preschool story time day. Oh, nice. Yeah. So uh, there she is on the carpet, you know, the colorful carpet in the rocking chair. Mm-hmm. Um, going... Um, Cecily's oh, not a sit-on-the-ground, cross-legged kind of storyteller. Mm-hmm. But but she's got the little tambourine, and she's doing, Travis is here, what a happy day. Layla's here, what a happy day. Um, Shoni is here, what a happy day. Happy, 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 happy day. I wonder uh, what Shoni's parents' favorite restaurant is. <laughs> no, Sh- S-H-O-W-N-I. Are we sure it's not? S H O N E Y. Their parents just love a good breakfast buffet. I mean, who doesn't, right? Um. So yeah, I think. I think on the. Um. Sort of like on the edge of story time, you see a person watching. Um. They are like, um, I think they're wearing like, um, yeah, they're wearing an outfit of like, they've got a a pair of flats on and some, um, kind of like tight fitting capri style pants, like a white blouse and then like kind of like a longish blazer, almost like a coat, um, on and they're kind of standing at the periphery of, of the event, but they do, they, they make kind of like distinct eye contact with you and then sort of slip away um and sort of like wait for you to come to them once you're done and you're completed with your stuff um let's see now he wasn't hungry anymore and he wasn't a little caterpillar anymore he was a big fat caterpillar He built a small house called a cocoon around himself, and he stayed inside for more than two weeks. Then he nibbled a hole in the cocoon, 
pushed his way out and he became a beautiful butterfly. I thought you were waiting for me to finish that. I'm like, I don't know the rest of the story. (laughs) Thank you everyone (laughs) for coming. But the wrapping yourself up and staying inside for two weeks sounds pretty dope. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it does sound great. It do, have you ever wished that you could just wrap yourself up in a blanket and stay inside <laughs> all the time? And then Cecily realizes that she said something weird and goes, we'll see you all next <laughs> week. <laughs> Kids, don't you ever just wish you were a fucking caterpillar? <laughs> you ever wish that you were experiencing depression? Uh The aspirational goal of staying inside until you become an entirely different person. (laughs) The Hungry Caterpillar. (laughs) The Very Hungry Caterpillar. A story for the modern age. (laughs) Uh, Oh, boy. Gosh, now that I think about it, it is definitely kind of about some eating things and some depression things. Oh no. Okay. Wow. That got real. Okay. Um, so she, um, you know, and all the little kids want to come up and, mm-hmm. and say, you know, things. And she's like, yes, yes. Get a book and, you know, and then extricates herself. Um, I think this person, um, they are kind of like leaning up against the they're sort of like leaning up against the desk area. They've distinctly put themselves outside of the front desk. So like people can still come up, but they're like they're waiting like they're trying to be polite. Uh-huh. But wait. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, hello, can I help you? Um, yes. Uh, my name is kind of extends a hand they're like my name is erasmus and miss buchanan right i want to make sure that i'm talking to the right people yes i am cecily buchanan uh you can call me cecily cecily all right it's a pleasure to meet you cecily sorry i'm new in town so i'm trying to quickly get the lay of the land um but uh she uh, they kind of uh, glance at their watch. Um, they've got uh, they've got like like very sharp, very like conventionally attractive features, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, like really piercing eyes, uh, dark hair that is kind of like like it, it it's longish and falls in like some nice some nice sort of curls and everything like that very like very casual very chill vibes coming off of this person mm-hmm. um and they're like they kind of glance at their watch and say don't <laughs> don't take this as being too presumptuous, but uh, it's almost lunchtime. Would you mind if I take you out for lunch and we can discuss a couple of things? Um, I who before I go someplace with you, who are you? 
Oh, I'm sorry. I thought they had. Okay. Like I said, I just got into town and I'm apparently way behind on getting up to speed. Um, I am. I'm a. Like, like I said, my name is Erasmus Carter. I am mm-hmm. the new head of public public. I am the new head of public relations for the English Ivy Inn and Resort. I'm um, I'm replacing he drops the very hungry caterpillar and and goes very pale. I think uh, Erasmus is like, oh, or, and like just leans down and picks up and hands you the book back. Like, oh, here you go. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, I. Uh, um, uh, I just I just had a meeting with my predecessor. Margaret yes. Last night. Oh, that was last night. Okay. Well, that would explain. Yeah, that would explain. Usually they're a lot quicker on getting stuff cleaned up. So that would explain a lot. Cleaned up. Yeah. At the at the resort. Okay. Is Margaret no longer with the firm? She has been reassigned to uh, some different duties for right now. I'm sort of taking over between you and me. Like they lean in. They're like between you and me. She wasn't. uh, Let's just say that like the. uh, Performance reviews came up and her performance was found lacking. So I'm I'm not like I'm kind of the interim for right now. Uh. I'm just kind of keeping the wheels spinning while the bosses are here checking stuff out. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. This is all so sudden. And and Margaret and I had had uh, developed a, a an excellent working relationship. I'm just very <laughs> um, I'm surprised. Um, goodness. And um. What an interesting way to do business. So, um, huh. Um, well, so you're just introducing yourself to people in the community? Well, actually, yes. That is uh, that's part of my... Hopefully, I won't be the permanent, uh, permanent face for the English Ivy Inn and Resort here. Until we find somebody to replace them, though, like, I already know most of the company's inner working, so it's easier to bring me up to speed than, like, somebody completely cold. You know what I mean? Um, and but where did you in particular, from? Hmm? Oh, so quickly. One of the other locations is fine. Uh, what I'm actually oh. here to talk to you <laughs> about is that we would like to make... I don't want to get into a whole lot of details here just because... We're not super keen on airing dirty laundry in a public public venue, but my employers, Mr. Fair and Mr. Howell, they would like to and extend an olive branch uh, because they know that – let's just say that you have found our services somewhat lacking. 
in the last few weeks. And we would like to make that right. Wonder um, if you would mind stepping outside with me for just a moment. Um, there's a lovely park over here that I could show you that I feel like would be just a, a really good venue for, for this conversation. I think that sounds lovely, Cecily. Super. Um, and Cecily grabs her her messenger bag mm-hmm. as she goes. So I think once you guys are at like a reasonable distance, uh, she's like, sorry, I didn't mean to. I hate doing the whole cloak and dagger thing, but they wanted me to use discretion. Um I prefer to just be more upfront about things. So let me be blunt with you, Cecily. I know that your dealings with Margaret have been less than ideal, to say the least. And unfortunately, Margaret is... I don't say unfortunately. Margaret is driven, and she likes getting results... And she is a person who has done great things for our company, but also has ambition. And sometimes ambition is an asset. And sometimes ambition is an albatross, you know? And we feel as though... just cocks her head. mm -hmm, We feel that... uh, Margaret's ambition, and particularly in the English Ivy Inn and Resort Project has been maybe overzealous and is stepped on a lot of toes. And we are trying to unstep some of those toes. Miss Buchanan, you possess a great power. Not just your sight, which is prodigious, but... What you did in the resort, being able to manipulate the world like that, that is something truly remarkable. Now, from the little bit of research that I was able to do, I can tell that you are a person who is dedicated and driven to the, you know, kind of gestures at the library, to your work. And that is admirable. What we would like to do here at Fair and Howl is extend to you a advisory role position. You would not need to take any time off from your current position as a librarian. We understand that that's important to you and it's important to the community here. But we would like you to advise our operation on matters of the future. This would be an exclusive contract. And we know that you maybe already are working for somebody in a contractor position for something very similar. Frankly, 
we have the ability to break that. And as an advantage, our relationship going forward would be more of a handshake basis. No signing on dotted lines, no pledges of fealty. We would fract, just pay you like it's a regular job. That all? That is all. Mr. Fair and Mr. Howell, despite what the impression Margaret may have given to the area, they are men who understand long arcs and that plans take time. And they also can recognize a talent and a resource when they see it. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Um, where are you from? <laughs> um, where is Erasmus, this character I invented at the beginning of the session from? <laughs> <laughs> I think she, uh, she makes a bit of a smile. You've met our other associate in the area. I don't necessarily know if you were properly introduced to him, but uh, I believe that you met Mr. Forenzi as well, correct? I did at my um, meeting last night with Margaret. Mm -hmm. Yes, meet him. He and I, while not the same, do share a hometown. Oh. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Again, How though, interesting. he and I are not the same. We are... We serve different purposes. What if this is the moment when Cecily grows a backbone? <laughs> I mean, um, they are offering you an out from Uncle Nebo. Like, free and clear... what cost like this is ridiculous that's it's insanity it's horrible it's yeah. they're bad <laughs> like they're oh jesus so's everybody but, here though <laughs> i but but they they actively tried to kill her and her friends like and erasmus is here saying that was margaret we're extremely sorry about this inconvenience that you've suffered. Here is a gift basket. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and to sweeten the deal, because I know that this caused you a lot of stress. Here's a $150 certificate to the spa. <laughs> Great. Cecily is going to let it out. Okay. Um, Um, to frighten or impress someone with knowledge of their past. Um, let me go ahead and roll. Uh, 
I got a 10. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, here's, here's how, here's how this is going to go down. Mm -hmm. This is, um, okay. Um, on a 10 plus I get to ignore the corruption or the complications, my choice. Um, so Cecily, you're only um, two marks away from another corruption move. I know. (laughs) Um, I, I know. Um, Boy, this is like speed running. Um, it's it's wild. Anyway, um, you know, you've brought up some interesting points, and um, I find in times like these, um, turning to a trusted text for inspiration mm-hmm. is always. Um, helpful to me and she pulls a book out of her bag and opens it to a random page and the air catches her hair um making her the tendrils of her bun kind of float around her head and her eyes turn cloudy and what does she read and what does she see brian she reads Just right off the bat, literally the first one I read, uh, fucking nailed it. Listen to them. The children of the night, what music they make from Dracula. Um, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus is like right there, though. Mookie season is with us. Mm -hmm. Um, You, what you see is... Um, the air feels cold um, colder than where you were standing and you find yourself inside of a building that is stone and while the people around you certainly have a dress and an air to them that is old, the building that they are standing in feels even older. Um, while it has been decorated in a way to bring it current to the times that they are in, um, the, uh, the, the building still has this, the, the, this old feeling. Um, and the the people who are in this room, there is chaos, screaming, uh, just people running around. Um, you can smell smoke and sitting up on like kind of like a makeshift dais. Um, is a man head slumped forward um, seeming you would think maybe somehow sleeping through this if it weren't for the fact that the um, well-tailored extremely frilly uh, kind of uh, 17th century courtly attire that he is wearing is just stained crimson from the neck down. 
all down the front. And walking through this chaos uh, toward toward these this chair with this man in it are those two figures whom you remember you saw in your dream just last night. The ones whom you cannot focus on entirely, whose faces you can never seem to remember. And they speak again in unison. This was an impressive first outing, child. And stepping out from behind this chair, still clutching the stiletto, uh, is the person who you would know as Erasmus with like a sly smirk. They're like, I am here to serve for as long as I'm able. Uh, and you come back into your body. Um, the smell of smoke still in your nose as you look forward at Erasmus. And did, did, did Erasmus see this too? Like, is this like you projecting this or something like that? See, um, frighten or impress someone with knowledge of their past. Mm -hmm. So what if I've just been narrating this? Like I, 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 I like that. I like that. I, I, so like cross, read out the, I read out the book quote mm -hmm. and, and then, yeah, so the camera, this is, this is what I the know. The camera about shows you. that scene, but we cross fade back into like, we focus back on Cecily and it cross fades back into the park, into her sort of like, into her narrating what was happening. Right. Yeah. And I think Erasmus is very legitimately taken aback, eyebrow cocked. Um, she is not the kind of entity that would be like absolutely terrified. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Um, but uh, you frighten or impress, correct? Yes. You can be, but you can be more than one thing. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, you were going to say something. Oh no. What do they, yeah. what do they do? She, they, they, yeah. okay. I think Erasmus sort of like, like eyes wide, eyebrow sort of cocked, like head turned to the side. And like is leaning back. And then as your eyes uncloud, there's like a pause for a moment. And then they lean back in like curiously, like. You are something else. You should not be able to see that. <laughs> but I did. But you did. Ce Cecily has not dropped the book this time. I know mm -hmm. what you are, really. Legitimate. And I don't want anything to do with you or your Mr. Forenzi. Or your bosses, mm. or your resort, or your carpet-bagging ass. This is my hometown. This is my library. And this is my life. 
you people leave me alone. And you leave the people that I love alone. Or I will take this knowledge and use it as much as I can to bring you right the fuck down. And she turns on her heel and walks away. I think there's like a a sly smirk, like tugging at the edges of Erasmus's lips. and And they're like, duly noted, Cecily. Oh, she stops, mm-hmm. like, about a yard away. The creature, made of ginseng, smelling like pine. I know what you're doing with it. Uh, I think uh, they smile even wider, and they're like, The fact that you're still in this town... Cecily, proves to me that you do not have a good evening. Oh. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well done. Thanks. She goes to the bathroom for a little while and cries. <laughs> Just cries. <laughs> 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 just I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna wipe off the the I'm gonna wipe off the one uh that we had on the days since Cecily cried in the bathroom board. <laughs> um should I ignore the complications or the corruption? Up to you. That feels more um, like cor- that feels more like corruption. Yeah, it does. Like just vibe wise. Yeah, yeah, vibe wise. Oh, my poor little cinnamon roll. <laughs> Arguably oh the most God. corrupted of all of your you so far. It's and one of so you is a vampire. Like. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <sighs> okay. So what you up to, Kiki? Oh my god. <laughs> uh so I think I think basically straight from Rio's place mm-hmm. uh Kiki would go pay the teamsters a visit. Um because she has this debt to them that I think she wants to work off and turn into some kind of working relationship. Something more mutual. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because uh, if Rio isn't going to help her help him, then she's going to find someone else to help her help him. <laughs> uh, so... Um, I, I'm sorry. The extremely doomed man who made a uh, made a deal for his soul with a snake god isn't more like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Me as the player completely understands. Like I would normally play. I probably am, frankly, playing the person who would do that. 
She just also doesn't appreciate it when other people do it. How fucking rude. <laughs> uh, it's it's very hypocritical of her, uh, but it is it is how it is. Uh, but yeah, so Kiki I think being petty like weird. <laughs> uh, so she's usually not petty. <laughs> Hypocritically, yeah, not petty. Uh, <laughs> every interaction Kiki has ever had with Cecily would beg to differ. Uh, now, that's not to say petty. that she's alone in her pettiness. <laughs> yeah, but it's never... So the thing with Kiki, and particularly the the specific history that she has with Cecily, is like... It's, I don't think I've said this on, on Mike, but like her, she grew up without her parents, just with her brother in the streets, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and which is where she met Rio to begin with is like Rio helped her and her brother out a lot when they didn't have literally anything or anyone to turn to. Um, and uh at some point after she met Rio uh her brother went missing and she couldn't find him uh which is part of why she uh was somewhat okay with becoming a werewolf in the first place like mm-hmm. the person who turned her into a werewolf turned her into a werewolf in order to just have more bodies to throw at this werewolf war he was starting. Um, But, you know, for one, it was a place to stay and regular food, but also give her power to potentially help find her brother. Mm -hmm. So she's been years without him, never been able to find him. And Cecily (laughs) tangled this thought in front of her, like, hey, I saw your brother this is where he is and he's in trouble. And then it turns out it's not her brother. So bad. (laughs) So bad. And and she knows that Cecily Cecily owes you a debt for that, by the way. Yeah. And like, she knows that Cecily didn't like, it's not a malicious thing. She knows that. Right. So she doesn't, she doesn't necessarily hold it against Cecily. But she doesn't but she not also, hold like, it against Cecily. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't not hold it against Cecily. And also she doesn't trust Cecily's powers as far as she can throw them. Which is <laughs> despite, a fair distance, but this, not that this, far. <laughs> despite the fact that Cecily is quickly proof. becoming the most powerful seer ever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, see, uh, Kiki said, man. fuck fate. Um, so... Uh, anyway, she's there. It's an interesting relationship between her and Cecily. Um, I personally wouldn't describe it as petty, but I guess I have very different definition of petty than everybody else. Uh, it's not, not petty. The interactions can get petty, mm. but the basis of it is not petty. Yeah. Um, uh, but anyway, so she wants to go speak to the teamsters um <clears throat> i think this might technically count as uh 
hit the streets or maybe put out the word. Um, in either case, she's essentially going to them and being like, look, I owe you um, and I want to make up that debt and uh, in not in return, but then in addition to that, I want to work out some kind of relationship between us that we can work together to fight the whole mess that the rest of the city is becoming, county is becoming. So. Okay. Uh, what um, do you think, GM? Yeah, sounds good to me. I think you I think the easiest place to do is to show up on at the bar. Um, mm -hmm. The... Uh, Brian quickly. Barb and Thistle. Barb and Thistle, thank you. I was so close. I was gonna call it the Thistle and Barb. Um <laughs> I'm like, but that doesn't sound right. What well, no one would name a bar that. Um <laughs> so um I think you kind of come in, they they clock you immediately because like you're known-ish to the pack. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think, um, yeah, like you kind of like sidle up to the bar. Um, do you like, what are you asking for somebody or, um, I think she'd probably ask for um, Pat or is it Pam? I always, I can never remember. It's Pam. Pam. No, sorry. It's Pat. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, I think she would, she would ask for her. Uh, and if she weren't available for whatever reason, she would ask for, um, some other kind of like representative that she could negotiate with. That's not the right word, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think they're like, well, Pat's not in today, but, um, let's get you. getting some much Sorry. earned rest and getting her nails did. Truly. She's a day off <laughs> let, for once. Let Pat mm -hmm. rest 2022. Thank you. This is thanks for coming to my TED talk. Um let me get you with uh the the urge to just name Pat's second in command Jacob. Uh <laughs> very high. <laughs> Oh, that's a pretty, that's a good name. All right. Let's get you with Barbary. Barbary Manor. Ooh. Um, so, um, uh, Barbary comes up over and is like very much like the most kind of like foreman ass looking dude. He's, mm -hmm. you know, he sidles up to the, after a little bit, he sidles up to the bar. He's still wearing like 
work boots and a Carhartt over like overalls and um just like a kind of a t-shirt on under it he he's older uh he's probably in his like mid 50s um Mm -hmm. and he sits down um at the bar uh you know drinking like a uh just like drinking a cold beer and he's like Mm -hmm. They, uh, name's Barbary. Hello. You're Kiki, right? Yes. I think that we met, I think we met like once before, but like, we ain't like, obviously we ain't (laughs) ain't friends. Otherwise I think one of us would know it. Uh, what can I do for you, Kiki? Well, y'all, y'all did me a favor few weeks back uh a couple of your boys uh helped clean up a mess i made yeah that was more of a i mean it was certainly a favor but it has helped us all in the long run we uh (laughs) (laughs) you're right uh but i was uh hoping i could repay that favor uh, and maybe, I don't know how much you know about me, Barbary, uh, but I've kept myself separate from the pack somewhat deliberately. Um, didn't want to step on any toes there. Few of y'all might remember uh, me from when I ran with uh, Bo Mulligan, and she says the name with a lot of derision. Mm. Um, and uh, didn't didn't want to cause any bad blood to fester. You understand. But I'm thinking it might be beneficial to everyone if maybe we worked a little more closely together. Well, we, uh, well, we certainly can, uh, accommodate that, I think. What were you, what did you have in mind? She kind of scratches the back of her head. You familiar with Rhea Williams? Isn't everybody? (laughs) Yeah, we, uh... (laughs) (laughs) We are familiar with the boy. He, uh... He gets himself into a lot of trouble. That's what Pat tells uh, me. <laughs> and, uh... I think he's digging himself into a hole he won't be able to get out of on his own. And... 
for a variety of reasons that I won't get into here. I don't want that fate for him. That is fair. That is fair. Well, from what Pat has told me, uh, she's had a couple of dealings with him. I know that for whatever reason, it ended up with us sending a, you know, you know, mess of folk down to his church and you know, carting around some meals and such like, which, you know, we're more than happy to do. Uh, it's not like it's a, you know, terrible burden on us or nothing. I, I don't quite know how, uh, <laughs> I don't quite know what, what we got out of that situation, or maybe we just did it out of the kindness of our <laughs> hearts. Um, you know, Pat ain't one in my, you know, in my experience, Pat ain't one to, to find the Lord, uh, <laughs> very suddenly, but you know, uh, helping people's helping people. Um, but you know, from what Pat has told me, he's been, boy does seem to have a, be a lightning rod for trouble. Rumor has it that he's running around with folk. So, I don't know what what is going on there, but we can possibly make that happen for you. But it is going to require a bit more of a buy-in. That's not to say, like, anything that it negatively affects a wolf in this county negatively affects the whole pack. While you are not part of the pack and, you know, didn't, yeah, is your choice to do so. This sort of protection, this sort of buy-in from us requires a bit of a buy-in from you, too. She nods. Because right. I don't want you to feel... You know, once... When you're in the pack, is not a... I don't want you to feel like you're... You're, you're, you're signing yourself away. It's not really how we like to do things. Uh, you know, we are, we pride ourselves on being more equitable than most with our structure. So. This may be, uh, I will need to discuss this with Pat. I do not have the, you know, I mean, even Pat themselves... Uh, don't have the the authority. We don't make unilateral decisions like that. But but I do. Th you know, you feel in the air. Something mm -hmm. is coming. All wheels are turning. And uh, probably don't hurt to have a have a few more like minded folk. Ready to uh, handle things as they come, what may come. And he extends a hand. She shakes it. We will, um, let me get some contact information from you. Um, and we will, uh, I'll be back with you in a couple of days. Uh, once Pat, Pat's having some. Much needed time off. 
So uh, <laughs> once she gets back, we'll uh, discuss this. I ain't going to trouble her while she's off. She, I, I, I've, I've had to wrestle her, funk, basically, to get her to just clock the hell out. So I ain't going to try and jinx it. Good on you.